0: I'm WFE's David Borax, and this is R&D in the QC. Tarek Bakari and Larkin Eggleston, one Republican and one Democrat who bonded as first-term Charlotte City Council members. Somehow, they
1: both got re-elected, and now we're stuck listening to another season of this amateur hour bullshit. In the first 82 episodes, they talked to a governor, a senator, presidential candidates, and even a journalist or two. Their
0: goal again this season? Bringing Charlotte listeners behind the scenes of the City Council in one of America's fastest-growing cities. I won't be listening, but for some reason, you are. Episode 116, a rapid-fire recap of the last eight months, the election, swearing in with special guest, Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston, Capitol Tonight, Charlotte Correspondence, and the All-Star Race.
2: Welcome to R&D in the QC, Episode 116. Uh, from a eight-month break, we are back. Post- council swearing in. Uh, we will have the mayor pro tem Braxton Winston on 2 days into his new role uh, in our second segment. But first, we're going to catch you up on 8 months. Well, all right. So,
0: here's the game Larkin. Are you ready for this? We talked this this episode would literally recapping 8 months would take 6 days. So, you've got under 60 second clock to to bring everyone up to speed on what they've missed in the last 8 months. Can you do it, sir?
2: I cannot, but I'm going to list some things and you fill in the blanks of what i forgot here are some of the things you have not heard us talk about since our january episode of RD and in the qc go not, don't time me because it's not going to be possible <laughs> um besides an election which we'll touch on a little bit more here in a second we have had things from the tepper sports uh pulling out of a rock hill deal and an eastland mall uh site deal we've had the groundbreaking of that same eastland mall we have had a transit plan that hasn't really moved from where it was in January. That's one thing that hasn't changed. Non-news. We've had uh, an agreement with the city and the Hornets on not only Spectrum Center updates, but also uh, moving towards a plan on revamping the whole transportation center down there by the arena. We have approved social districts. South Park in Tark's District 6 got its own municipal service district. Um, I don't know when we officially finalized the redistricting for our elections, but that might have been since the last episode, too. Um, or around that time. So pretty much everything in the city has changed except our transit plan. Um, in the eight months since we've been with you. And so we're not going to try to talk about all that. We assume you've forgotten a couple. Let me just toss a
0: few out. Centene pulling out bank of London coming in. Um, the, the buses don't run on time. Is that news? No.
2: Um, Lots has changed.
0: The good news is all the things that happened were counterbalanced by things that didn't happen or went wrong. So net neutral, guys, you didn't miss anything on on the macro.
2: Yeah. And I assume if you're listening to our podcast, you probably follow along at least somewhat to the news and know a little bit about what's happened there. Election,
0: Larkin, bring us now up to speed on an election that also occurred. So after
2: two delays, uh, we filed in March. Uh, There were a couple of surprises or pseudo surprises. Uh, I had obviously switched from running for my district one seat for a third term to running for one of the four citywide at-large seats, expecting there to be two vacancies and knowing councilwoman, uh, former councilwoman Lawana Mayfield was going to run, thought that she and I would slot right into those two being vacated by Julie Isill and Greg Phipps. Um, As it turns out, the delays allowed for a situation where council member, former council member James Mitchells, better known as Smudgy, and former council member and mayor uh, Patrick Cannon, who you might remember. Um, both decided they were going to file as well on the final day of filing. Uh, That certainly threw a wrench in my plans. I finished fifth. And so as of two days ago, I'm no longer on the Charlotte city council. Uh, Councilman Mitchell and Mayfield were reelected back on council. Now Uh, Patrick Cannon was not, thankfully, I think that would have been a distraction. The city side note, side note to
0: longtime listeners of the pod who are glad to have us back. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, You'll recall in previous episodes when I was pushing for the at-large and mayor races to be held in November of last year at their normal time. Had that occurred, Lorcan would likely be on council right now. Can't look back, but ultimately um, that time difference would have not allowed uh, Cannon to run, who got the BBC endorsement.
2: He wouldn't have had his voting rights restored yet. Voting rights weren't
0: restored yet. And councilman Smudgy Mitchell hadn't yet fully exited the company that he was still part of there. And uh, he also got the BPC endorsement. So you lost the BPC endorsement because of that. And then ultimately uh, went, were fifth behind Smudgy. So Larkin, you got to start listening to me, bud.
2: Yeah. I'm sure that was all part of your master plan <laughs> was anticipating those uh, curveballs. Um, so there were no big surprises in the primary. Um, had two new members who were effectively elected in May because they didn't have opponents in july so that was marjorie molina in district five replacing outgoing council member matt newton who's going to be a district court judge effective i think the first of january and then dante anderson who won a three-way primary uh to succeed me in the district one seat um with a revamped district one i might add you you picked up parts of district one and district five so i mean uh yeah so for folks who think tark is or isn't their representative you might want to look at the map again he might be now i'm sorry for that
0: yes and side note I'm I'm slightly debating breaking the law in the future, just so I have to go in front of Judge Newton and see what that experience is like.
2: I would I would set aside a couple of days for that. I'm <laughs> it'd be every trial is gonna be like the OJ trial. It's gonna be like months long. Uh,
0: did you traverse the site in question? We your joke, we love, we Matt, love Newton. Matt Newton, it's,
2: but he's he's long winded. He's
0: verbose. We understand that. Um, two two items I'll mention rapid fire because we got to get through and get this podcast back in regular production. We have a lot to cover from the election side. One um, I had a very tough uh, election against a very capable uh, opponent.
2: Now we're talking Um, about the July general election,
0: right? Now we've moved. You got to move fast. Lark is fast paced R and D in the QC brand new uh, model here. Um, She was uh, in every interaction I had with her. Very lovely. Uh, I think she's very capable. She has a future in this stuff. And, um, she, she, she came very close, uh, to, to beating me there. I think there were some other factors that made it closer than normal that we would have experienced at this time, but I wish her the best running at large next time, (laughs) where I believe she'll be mayor pro tem likely in that scenario.
2: And number two, uh, I, I just hoping she runs at large because every year that passes her chances of beating you increase. Well, and she might have, have to, beaten you, she might have beaten you this time had you not run a slate of at-large candidates. And she might have not me, gotten as close as
0: she did if every single person on the ticket was all focused and spending money in my district against me. But regardless, she can make that determination. I will absolutely be a fan of hers no matter what. But she can decide can I roll the dice again and see if I can get close or things change against Tark, or can I run and absolutely win at large? That's
2: a decision she has to make. Here's an idea for the next episode or, or a soon uh, future episode soon. I think we bring Stephanie hand on and we talk to her about the race that you guys ran against each other. I will say I'd do I do that. I've heard from both of y'all that there is a level of respect there. Totally. Appreciation and and friendship. So I think she'd be open to that. I think our viewers would enjoy hearing that. I
0: think it's likely she'd be mayor pro tem if she had run at large in this race.
2: I think that's certainly, I think possible. she
0: would have gotten the crossover vote that folks like Julie Islet used to get. Um, Putting that aside, second thing I just mentioned is I worked long and hard to put together a Republican slate, all first-time candidates. Worked closely with them. Work closely with them every day. Um, loved to get to know and work with them. Uh, they were amazing folks. And I think the two sidebars there are, other than me being just sad and depressed that uh, none of them got in. Uh, one, we have a very strong bench now of folks who are going to grow in the future. Maybe get on committees, get in other roles, and and do things. That's what I did in the early two thousands after my losses, and then I made it back on. That's what that's what they will hopefully do. And regardless of if you love or hate Republicans, I think everyone knows a, a city with some balance makes some sense. And if you don't have a bench and people just vote for balance, you can get some real bad results. So we have a bench there. And two, I just, a, a real oh, and special. I, and I'll
2: say, I made a, a you know, I took a dig at you there, and I, I meant it. But I do <laughs> think that competitive elections are healthy, and I yeah. do think people should have options. And so I think that candidates who have to earn their way onto a board like the Charlotte City Council by winning and by going out and saying what they're about and and defending their stances are better for it. And, and nobody
0: worked it, harder so. than those, those candidates from to a person they literally walked and knocked almost every day definitely every weekend they put their hearts and souls into it and a very special shout out to kyle lubke and charlie mulligan who were clearly leaders they've clearly been been engaged and paying attention even though they were first-time candidates and i'm just so proud of all of them but especially the effort of those folks and especially to, to to charlie who was the heart and soul of the of the team behind the scenes The public didn't see all the work he did to make that thing come to life. And especially to Kyle Luebke, who is a a gay Republican. And I'm going to tell you something, being a gay conservative, gay Republican and going out, that's counterculture-esque right now. And it is not without, if you talk to him and his husband about these things or fiance, um, you you will will know that they lost friends, that they had to go through a lot. And that takes bravery. And I I just want to uh, recognize both of them for that.
2: I, I agree with you on Kyle. He's a great dude. Um, didn't get to know Charlie as well, but um, no, again, I think it's healthy. Democracy works best when, uh, when voters have options and they had options. So swearing in no. <laughs> once again, uh, the rapid fire round is going very well. Going well um, swearing in, swearing in. So two days ago we had the swearing in and, and I think I've already mentioned all of us who departed, but it was uh, me leaving the district one seat, Matt Newton leaving the district five seat mayor pro tem, Julie Isle leaving at large seat after seven years. And Greg Phipps, who I guess a year and a half ago we appointed to the vacancy when James Mitchell departed, um, rolled off from his at-large seat, which we knew he would. So the four of us were replaced by, uh, interestingly, Greg Phipps was replaced by Smudgy Mitchell, the man that he replaced a year and a half ago. Um, Julie Isle was replaced by LaWanna Mayfield, although there's no direct replacement there, but for the sake of the story. And then Marjorie Molina in District Five replacing Matt Newton and Dante Anderson replacing me. And I think Um, certainly we you you know what you get with um smudgy and lawana both have tons of experience on the city council know the job already there's no learning curve there um but i think marjorie and dante coming in new there's obviously going to be a learning curve they're a bit green in that way but i think they're going to both excel um i know you've had a chance to talk to both of them and i think equal been equally impressed and so uh, i'm very optimistic about the two of them
0: yeah just to take on the, the the new council what i'm especially interested excited hopeful for one getting to know marjorie and uh dante um has been very nice i, I think they're both very smart dante went to mit like, you, you know that's
2: before going to nyu and then harvard and got a degree from each. Well, I,
0: I don't really care about those other two but mit is impressive <laughs> to me um i i think she's gonna be Uh, sharp as a tack on there and do really well. I I think the exact same thing of Marjorie I've gotten to communicate a bunch with her. Um, She's a consensus builder. She's very smart. I I think those two are going to be really great additions. Once they kind of our
2: listeners have not had a chance to really meet them. We need to bring them on. We need to put them on the short list for guests soon too.
0: Absolutely. And then I think the only other things are um, I I am uh, cautiously optimistic uh, for Braxton Winston being mayor pro tem. Um, we will talk and you'll hear more about that in the segment to come. But I think the one thing I'd say there is, you know, I, I, I've gotten a lot of questions. Why would you why would you support him? Why would you have voted for him? Um, you know, there's the outside headlines and then there's the inside inside baseball, what's happening. And we've had a very painful three years. And and my hope is that he can do a job in this mayor pro tem role with this new council that will ultimately um, maybe counteract some of the uh, dis, you know, disruption, the 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 things that are challenging, so that we're not we're not arguing behind the dais. We we know what's going on ahead of time, and we're and we're we're just having public dialogue there, not learning about things for the first time and stuff like that. So that, and then I'm excited to have Luwana back, to be quite honest, because uh, she and I do not agree on everything. Not even closely, and we've butted heads on some things she's done and said in the past. Where I, I'll, I'm not afraid to call it out, much like she's not afraid to call things out. But the one she's, thing I will always stri- respect about straight. Luana is the same thing. I think I'll speak for you on this as well. Is you know where she stands on something, and she'll tell you early on. And yep. if she changes her position, she will also tell you that there's no positioning and jockeying. There's no I'm going to wait and see it's, it's what's up. Games. I'm going to and, and that shooting. is. After five years of this, I will tell you that is priceless.
2: Absolutely. She, she is genuine and she is fun. And, you know, I I don't agree with her on everything. We're in the same party. Um, but I do, I do like her a lot as a person and I liked her as a colleague nine times out of 10. Um, I think she's, she's backed off of some of the uh, conspiracy tweets that got her in most of her own hot water. And, uh, the fact of the matter is she does the she does the work. She's there to do the job. Exactly, she, she
0: already called she she called me last night and said, Hey, can you fill me in on this uh on this rezoning and what's going on over there uh d- down the street from my house? And I was already
2: like, grinding. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. grinding. And probably the only phone call you'll get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um well, yeah, now that Phipps is off council. Um so one other bit of news about a friend of ours who we've we've talked to and we're going to have on the show here soon. uh, Marcus Smith from Speedway Motorsports, but it was just announced today this morning. There were some rumors about it, but it was confirmed today that the 2023 NASCAR all-star race will be coming back to North Carolina, not to Charlotte though, to North Wilkesboro Speedway, which had been shuttered for two decades almost. And um, they just reopened it with some, there was some money from the uh, federal funds that were put into Renovating some tracks around the country uh, for economic development. And it has absolutely had the impact I think that it was designed to have because even just these uh, kind of minor league racing uh, series that was there a couple weeks ago sold out. And Dale Jr. was there in one of the cars. It was a huge uh, shot in the arm to that North Wilkesboro area that has been decimated in terms of job losses. And the speedway leaving was a huge hit. Um, and now they're going to bring the top level of, of American motorsports to North Wilkesboro and hold the all-star race there. It is going to be incredible. That and, is wild. Um, so we're going to talk to Marcus about that soon. I, I, and, it's, tru- um, it's
0: truly wild to think about how, again, we we always talk about what's good for Charlotte. It's good for North Carolina. Uh, the, the, what applies here is what's, what's good for North Wilkes- Wilkesboro is great for Wil- North Wilkesboro and really good for North Carolina as a whole, yeah. too. This is a win-win-win. And just another proof point that when – Folks get together, strike good deals. Public-private uh, uh, partnerships are figured out. Big things can happen, and I mean, I don't, I can't imagine a, a, a bigger, more relevant shot in the arm. I know this isn't going to be uh, the end-all solution, but it will be a material solution that could become the jumpstart of an engine.
2: And I think it gives people hope that that not just for North Wilkesboro, but that towns like these that have taken a lot of hits over the last decade or two. Um, can have a renaissance. And so uh, I'm excited for it. I know Marcus is pumped. We'll get him on here. We'll talk about that much more in depth. And also we want to make sure that that folks know that if they, you know, we apologize for the eight months a- absence, we're going to get back into doing the podcast with with a, some kind of cadence. But um, there is another option now to get your R&D in the QC fix. We now uh, over the last, what's it been? Six weeks maybe have become cool. weekly guests on Capital tonight with Tim Boyum which you can find on Spectrum News. And it's a 7 p.m. show, Monday through Friday. The day we're on changes from week to week, so you just have to watch Tim every night. But he's a great host. He's got people on from all across the state. And it gives us an opportunity um, to not just talk about mostly Charlotte-specific issues on the podcast, but to talk about things that Charlotte is involved in, but that have an impact statewide, or things that are going on statewide that have an impact on Charlotte. And so it's been a lot of fun. We've been friends with Tim for a while. Um, and are grateful for that opportunity but tune in there and catch us as we talk yeah. about a little bit different subject matter
0: Tim Tim's a great dude we've known him for a while but I, I think the one the one really un- unique thing about this experience that it's been for us Larkin is that 116 episodes we've done of, of this podcast over five years right <laughs> most of them heavy loaded on the front and middle end of that but we, we never really, we always make our agendas and then kind of go through it. We never step back and said, oh, well, what's relevant. It was always Charlotte city council events, what we're talking about. And then we go, this has had to have us step back and say, okay, what's going on in this region and, and what is the relevance statewide? and And it really makes you stop and think, and it's a great, it's a great exercise when we think about the you know i'm a charlotte kind of focus in here first but i fully recognize the regional implications and the regional impacts and how we have to partner there and it is a great and some of the things
2: that you guys are going to have to tackle in the next year if you don't approach them with that regional how does this impact and affect everybody else mindset you won't get there so and, and the difference there even is the nuance is
0: there's charlotte there's the 16 whatever 17 county region around us. But then there's the broader state, and we've jumped right up to that broader state level because there might be somebody in Asheville or Wilmington or Greenville or Larkin. Name me two other like totally randomly geographic places.
2: Murphy and Manio.
0: Murphy and Manio, and I mean they're like what? What? Why do I care about a UDO? Right? So I I think it's just a good exercise and fun, and we knew Tim and and the Great Capitol Tonight folks. We're interested in, you know, they're, 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 they're statewide, but they're Raleigh heavy. So I know that they were want So I think it's a been a, a win-win so far. I think the question for us is can we keep the content of, of local importance, but statewide relevance flowing, and that'll be a good challenge for us to figure out.
2: Well, and we know by virtue of the fact that you're listening to us, that you listen to podcasts and I will highly recommend. Yeah. Thames is one of the few podcasts I listen to um, with great regularity. It's called tying it together. Um, it's a play on words cause he wears bow ties all the time. He gets really good guests and it's um, it's from people from Murphy to Manio, And it's a lot of um, the old fo- guard of uh, North Carolina politics and a lot of the folks that are kind of right in the mix and in power now. And uh, he's very, he's very nonpartisan and does a great job with his interviews. So I highly recommend that podcast. If you are into political podcasts, which you must be. So watch that,
0: listen to that, do all that. You know, what you've gotten the uh, uh, rapid fire round Steph Curry's key to the city.
2: What is that key accomplished? Tark? Well,
0: Larkin, a lot of people don't know this, but it uh, actually. Please do tell
2: that joke a third time. Oh. Uh, we did give Steph Curry a key to the city. That wasn't on our uh, on our outline here. We're best friends. I now, think, it, and I, think it, I doubt it. I think it's time for Mr. Winston.
0: All Excuse right, me. folks. Mayor
2: Pro Tem Winston. Mayor
0: Pro Tem Braxton Winston the Third. Up next, folks. He's the second. Oh, is he the second?
2: His son is Braxton Winston the third. A good try.
0: Braxton Winston, Mayor Pro Tem, the second up next, folks. All right, welcome back to the pod with us. A very, very special and famous guest at this point, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Braxton Winston, Braxton, welcome back to a show that's been off the air for a while now, coming Eight out months. of the grave. I'll ask the first question: Your mayor pro tem, what has your week been like so far?
1: Well, it's been it's been it's been quite a week. One of the first, welcome back. You know, I, I do believe uh, R and D and Q C. Uh, however, you feel um, about it or about the, the folks on it, um, people value. Uh, the the uh, the information that that comes out here. You guys definitely have obviously um, a view on things and a
2: knowledge. What do you mean? People? However you feel about it, if and you, you like have it, a view on things. If people don't like it, they can press fast forward. No, well, but that's the
1: thing. I've I've heard and seen and talked to people that uh, you guys rub them the wrong way. But they to They it, don't have. They to listen tune in.
2: They don't they have they to listen. tune in.
1: Look, but they to. listen to it. Because they, they learn, they learn,
0: you know. He, learn. Look, Larkin, Larkin, Larkin's just a regular citizen now, man. He doesn't care about us and stuff anymore. <laughs> but t- tell us about your week.
1: Uh, it, it was, uh, uh, you know, Monday was. I, I, I thought, oh, Tuesday, excuse me, uh, uh, was was an incredible um, um, day, um, Larkin. Thank you for your words. Uh, um, um, I, You know, the, 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 the council members who left, you know, I think they'll be missed. Um, and I, th- I think the new council members are gonna be great additions. And you know, it was a culmination Tuesday evening, of course, with the Mayor Pro vote. Um, it was a culmination of, of, of a lot of work um, behind the scenes of us on council together. Um, and, 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 and I think we served, showed a unified stance. And I think we really got this term um, started off on the right foot, a powerful foot. Um, not, not, a, not about me uh, per se, but a- about the way we're able uh, to work together uh, to get things done, to get difficult things done. Um, um, you know, I, I was here to, to, to be able to celebrate it with my mother. Um, and, um, you know, the reception from the community um, um, has, has been incredible. Um, the reception from, from colleagues, um, is most importantly, has been incredible. I think we're ready uh, to get to work. Um, and, and, and that's something that I, I feel is very exciting.
2: That's a great picture. You and your mom on the cover of the paper today, yeah. by the way. I hope you got a hard copy of that.
1: Yeah, oh, I bet man. she's we, uh, super proud. You could uh, tell we, how
2: proud
0: she was. I,
1: I, I, I had a meeting with the manager yesterday, and uh, she was scouring around um, uh, the the, uh, the city for it because we had got a tip from an observer that, you know. that. Oh, yeah, I don't
2: know if that was yesterday. Maybe that was yesterday, not today. No, it but, wasn't.
1: It wasn't yesterday. But oh, uh, oh. we got we got the photo of it today, um, uh, you know, as we're having this interview. And um, we definitely went up to the local 7-Eleven um, and the uh, – um, in the, uh, uh, supermarket and, and bought them
2: out. So, you know, uh, definitely Uh, a great picture and a great moment and congratulations to you. So as someone who at that point was watching as a citizen, it was, it was pretty well known, at least by those of us in the building, that, um, the decision had been made to coalesce around you. Um, were you caught off guard by the substitute motion or you knew that was coming?
0: Mm, Great question. I was caught off guard, uh, but again, I, I, I'm not in the
2: inner circle of, of the majority.
1: You guys are on Charlotte City Council for five years and you guys are caught off guard. Uh, well, by, yeah. by, at,
2: at some point, you're never surprised by anything, but I, I did not know it was coming.
1: You know, um, uh, Dimple has a lot of support um, in, in, in the community. Um, and uh, that, that was very clear. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful uh, that uh, I'm able to serve with somebody who, who means so much to, to, to so many folks. Um, and uh, I thought her, uh, her message uh, was gracious. Um, and, and again, I think it really did uh, add to um, the, the team effort um, and it and, and really did speak uh, to the public uh, to, that we're, we're doing this together. Um, we're not necessarily saying um, that things are easy. We're not, you know, we're, we're being real with, with one another. Um, so, so, so I appreciated it um, and I appreciated um, all 11 hands uh, being raised, including yours, Mr. Picard.
0: Well, listen, we'll get to that in a second. Um, one great question to start off Larkin and two great answer. Great Mayor Pro Tem Winston <laughs> exactly dodged the entire question and said something super positive. You're going to do great at this. My follow-up question uh, is uh, more, more kind of looking forward, but with a backward lens as well. What have you learned from the last three years experience that you are go- the number one thing that you're gonna try to apply that maybe will make this next term different from the mayor pro tem's influence than some of the struggles we had in the last three years?
1: Well, I, I think it's, it's, I was, what I really, in, in this past, since the end of the election, you know, I, I've thought about, you, you guys all know, I think about governance. I think about the way we do work. I think the, the way we get our ideas, from out of our head um, onto a, a page, whether it be a policy idea or a project idea or a budgetary idea, um, I think all three of us, you know, as we were trying to kind of uh, n- navigate the 15th floor um, in November and December of, 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 of 2017, we had a lot of questions that we didn't necessarily get a lot of answers to, Of how do we go about doing these uh, certain things? Um, and that became pretty clear um, that was kind of, I guess, reinforced in 2020, right? Obviously starting with the pandemic, right? Um, uh, how do we deal with this? There was literally not a playbook, a municipal playbook, this is something I mentioned on Tuesday. There was no municipal playbook, not just for Charlotte, for anybody on how to deal with a pandemic. So we had to figure out, everybody had to figure out whether you've been there for a couple weeks or you've been there for 30 years of, How do we start from scratch to go from an idea to uh, 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 important major policy? Um, Of course, that also went into the Comp 2040 plan and the UDO where where, um, we, with with the pandemic playbook, we were on the phone with each other, like for that, especially those first two months, uh, making phone trees, you know, uh, 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 talking to different bodies of government, um, coming back to one another, going back through the mayor or the manager, so that we were all, you know, had certain points points of contact. Um, but that was that was the opposite when it came when it came to things like the Comprehensive Twenty Forty Plan or or the UDO or the later parts of dealing with pandemic um, relief stuff. Um, what we had was eleven people who were very passionate um, and very engaged, um, really kind of you know climbing all over ourselves. Um, and and it, it became clear to me uh, that council, city council um, had to figure out, um, has to figure out uh, uh, a, a system where we work together. And I, and I really do think, and I think our colleagues think um, that the mayor pro tem can and should be that role. Because if we aren't on the same page, uh, then the mayor, Um, the manager and staff and our partners um, are not necessarily going to be on the same page um, as us. And that causes chaos, confusion, um, and honestly, a lot of wasted time, time that uh, our citizens uh, don't have for us to waste. Um, So it, it, it is really, I think, going to be the role of the mayor pro tem, whether it's me or whoever else in the future, Um, to really work um, with council to to, to understand where we're at, uh, to coalesce around issues, whether it's a six to five vote or 11-0 or anything in between, and to make sure that council's intent and council's will is clearly understood um, and and, and somebody is there um, advocating for that position, bringing clarity to it so our professional staff is clear and they can keep their nose to the grindstone so our mayor can um, uh, understand what what we want so she can go out there or the mayor's position can go out there um, and and build partnerships to execute um, uh, what we wanna see. So um, I was grateful again in the conversations that we've been having over this past month and a half with each other that I think a lot of us are pretty much on the same page and we, I think we need to do some work to, to further codify uh, this mayor pro 10 position. But that is that is my um, that, that is my uh, that's my uh, idea.
2: I, well, I'm sure you saw it last night because I'm sure you tune in every night just to make sure you catch us on our weekly appearance on Capitol tonight. But we gave <laughs> yeah. you a shout out last night. And, I'm a board
1: cutter, uh, man. I don't I don't I don't even have, I don't even well, have that, you know.
2: Well, I'm sure you're, you're getting it from some sort of antenna that you set up. Larkin, um, let's go lightning round. Let's go
0: lightning round. He just well, did a gonna, soliloquy just, round. Just, let's go lightning give him round. a little
2: compliment there, the compliment we gave him last night since he doesn't watch television, that we talked about the fact that aside from running the meetings, which you'll have to do occasionally, and and I think you proved you are more than capable of doing a couple weeks ago when you had to stand in when both the mayor and mayor and pro tem were out of town. Um, but I said- this, Mayor the pro tem tryouts,
0: as I the, like to <laughs> refer to it. The,
2: the role as I see it is much like a, a majority whip in a state house or a US house. And I think Um, you've got the relationships, and even the people who disagree with you, I think, trust you. And it's really important for somebody who's going to go around and try to get people not always on the same page, but at least a a common understanding of where everybody's at. So, yeah, and
1: you know, and I was super grateful for that, because I think a lot of people, especially folks that listen to this podcast, know that I am, I can often not be on the majority side of certain votes, um, but that my colleagues have the confidence that I will um, once the, the the council makes its position, um, that I I'm with council's position, and I will not use um, this or or any platform um, to do anything but that um, in in my role as as mayor pro tem, um, I am, I am uh, that's very important to me. Um, I believe in democracy. I believe in this great American experiment, um, and I have a high fidelity to that. So,
0: so let's go lightning round because ready lightning round one to two sentence answers. One to two. One to two. It's gonna be tough for him.
2: It's gonna be tough for him.
0: Real tough. This is Mayor Pro Tem practice, really. It's like a, you know, you play sports, it's a practice. Okay, ready? Here we go. What are you going to do if you're successful on unifying the voice of the council if you get into conflicts at points topically with the mayor where you suddenly start getting shut out of some of those conversations?
2: All right, hold on, to be fair, this is not really a lightning round
0: question. That's a (laughs) make it four sentences. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, I, I think one of the things I've learned um, about being on the 15th floor is that you got to be in the, in the room, you got to be around. Um, so I'm certainly, um, uh, you know, especially now that we're out, out of the pan, not out of the pandemic, but we're in a different phase of the pandemic, um, I'm going to be on that 15th floor um, a, a lot more. Um, and, you know, I, most importantly, I'm going to be in, in communication with my colleagues, all, all, all the other 10 of us. Um, so so I, I do understand where we're at and, and i'll assert those when i'm in 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 the rooms as necessary
0: the room where it happens good answer Larkin. what's your go ahead you got
2: one lightning round one 2 let's go oh thanks for the uh thanks for the heads up on this um man i don't know that's tough i've already asked most of the questions i want to ask here i think what what are your hopes speak to us about what you think this council can accomplish again not a lightning round question but you know it's it's not going to be but till may or june when people start announcing whether they're running again and obviously people are going to be looking to see what the mayor's doing a lot of dominoes are going to fall based on on what she decides what what can be accomplished between now and the filing that everyone's going to have to be participate in in We're july of next budget year budget season which is even sooner. Yeah
1: you know, you guys, you guys know that we've got a lot on our table already, right, that we have to keep pushing forward, whether it be digital inclusion, whether it be economic development in in corridors of opportunity, whether it be the further implementation of the comprehensive 2040 plan, we have to get the entire city rezoned. Um, You know, we have to um, start our community area planning process. Um, But I really think we have to get um, an actionable item on the table around transit and transportation. Um, uh, whatever We as a council, I, 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 I hope we'll figure out what that is, whether it's a full comprehensive uh, um, plan um, or it's, it's pulling out a particular system that we're gonna focus on um, and working on that. I think we can do that. I think that's the, the biggest thing that um, unfortunately, it feels like we're starting from scratch in a lot of ways with that, um, but we, we have to get that uh, pushed forward. And I, I think the community um, expects us and our partners expect us uh, to do something Um, around it. And I think we can do that, but it's going to take a whole lot of hard work on top of all the other stuff we have already on the table.
0: My my premise and what I'd encourage you to do in the mayor pro tem role is, you know, choose three things that you're like, okay, this is the short mid and long-term in relation to like 12 months, give or take. And I think one of which that we already know is how how are we going to start communicating and actually working together as a team. And I think you should remember back to some of your, earlier ideas that you and I worked on uh, that didn't get legs, which are how can we communicate better through platforms and technology through things like that, where we're working. Then number two what's that what's some low hanging fruit that we can execute, get a win and feel good. And I agree with you on transit, but I think that the goal should be more something along the lines of like, we're not going to try to get the general assembly on board of it. Let's go back and make the correct plan. Let's get like, if we could do that and then in the next council, council hand it off to execution. I think that would be a, a really good start. This has been a great lightning round.
1: Thank, thanks, Tarek. You, you just, Tarek just took care of one of my phone calls for the week. So Boom, yeah. done. Yeah. Hey,
0: now listen, final question for me, right? It, and it's just the three of us, okay? It's just the three of us. Now, I know how you're already going to answer this, which is in true statesman-like form. I'm focused on today, this week's game, not next week's, all that stuff you at least need to give your two friends here some kind of answer with a little more substance on what you think all this does and where your head's at in relation to whether it's one, two, three terms from now, the mayoral role and your next steps because there is no way that hasn't crossed your mind at some, at some level.
1: You know, I got three kids, you know, uh, one, one is in high school, one two two in elementary school. Um, I just started a new term. I got a new job uh, that as in the mayor pro tem, uh, that's going to take up a whole lot of time. I really am focused on that. But to your point, I mean, come on to your point, like you said, we only have a short turnaround. So from a political perspective, we all have to make decisions, um, between now and, and, you know, in, in December, of course, uh, on top of focusing on what we have on our plate. I like you, I'm sure are going to have conversations, uh, with the people, uh, uh, that advise me and that are whose, whose opinion I care, care about deeply in terms of my life choices uh, to figure out what, what is what is the right steps. But, you know, I, I have a lot of responsibility when, you know, I, 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 a smart person that I I, I, I talk to says, when you get towards, when you approach you anywhere near the top of any kind of hill, uh, there are many, there, there are only a few different directions that you um, uh, can go. And I, I don't want to I don't want to go in that opposite direction.
0: Your advisor's very, very wise. Your number one advisor. Larkin, let me ask you this as a normal average everyday citizen, probably below, below average. Um, do you believe in all honesty, that this short term is actually in some sort of uh, a mayor tryout as well?
2: I think there's probably, and this is on no inside knowledge because, because we've not had the conversation. I think there's probably a, slightly better than 50% chance that Mary Lyle's runs again in 2023. I think 2025 is where she doesn't, if I had to guess, and then it's, you know, all hell breaks loose. But is this the tryout where everyone's coming? I think it's a three-year tryout.
0: Okay. Who's in the lead right now?
2: (laughs) I think think Braxton's uh, stock just rose on Tuesday, but I mean, you know, the expectation is that uh, Mr. Winston, Mr. Mitchell, Mr. Graham, Ms. Ajmerim, Ms. Watlington, there's about half the council that's been uh, rumored to be interested in the job so whenever it opens up it'll be interesting or who knows I mean I don't know if there's at least one of those people on that list who's not on the show right now that uh, I could see getting a wild hair and challenging the mayor so you never know. Wow. Interesting. Stick final around thoughts, to find out.
0: Final thoughts from you Braxton, uh, Mayor Pro Tem, sorry.
2: Well, look forward to Monday's
1: meeting when I think we're gonna have a nice update on uh, safe Charlotte. You know, I think the community is very, and, and many of our council members, the number one priority is community safety. Um, and we have to figure something out. We have to figure out how um, to better work with our partners across government. Um, uh, we have to uh, to, 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 to better um, uh, connect with our grassroots folks that are on the ground in the communities. Um, I think those are the folks that are going to solve, help really solve those issues, um, and I look forward um, to starting off this term, um, um, putting our heads together uh, to figure out how to ensure the safety of our community.
2: Well, congratulations, oh. Steve Braxton. Well deserved. Uh, I've I've, at, I've told the people who've asked me in the last two days, um, some of whom very much disagree with with positions you take, I said, at the end of the day, no one, even those who disagree with them most vehemently, questions his work ethic and his ethics. Um, you put in the work, you are true to who you say you are. You do what you say you're going to do. Uh, I think that matters. And I think that paid off for you on Tuesday. So I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. And congrats to Tark as y'all start this term. I, I hate to not be there, but I'll, I'll be around and, uh, never know, man.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that, that sentiment is actually, I, I, if you can imagine, I've fielded a lot of questions of why would you have voted for Braxton? (laughs) And, uh, you know, aside when you put aside, the option pool and things like that. I think what Larkin said sums it up. It was will, It was worth it to take a leap because of those factors right there about you. So we're happy for you or, or happy for your, your, the, your mom and the moment she had this week and your family and everything like that. So uh, that's, a, I'm that's happy, another- I'm happy,
1: I'm happy for our city council that we were able to come together um, and, and make a tough decision because um, anybody that tells you it was easy. Um, true
0: statesman, uh, true statesman. Easy. All right, well, that's Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston on this episode, closing us out of R&D in the QC. I'm Councilman Tark Bakari and Larkin. Former Councilman. We're out.
2: Temporary hiatus. larkin Eggleston.
0: See you next time.